Hello, this is Pastor Steve Dickerson from the Placerville Church of the Nazarene in Placerville, California. And uh, perhaps you're joining us today on our church website or over Facebook. We're glad to have you with us. This has been a time in our nation as we have uh, gone through the election, picked new leadership, and how important it is that uh, we pray for those who've been selected as leaders. We're also going through that kind of a time in our own church as uh, we're in a pastoral transition time. And so I would just encourage you to pray, especially for the board, as they are meeting uh, with our district superintendent and uh, putting things together uh, for the future of this local congregation. And so I want to talk to you today about uh, God's choosing us to be a part of his family, his body, his team. We're titling this message, I Chose You. And I want to remind you that at our church, we have a mission statement. It says, living God's love, that we're on this journey living God's love. And then the second part is that we're sharing God's word. So we're striving, we're striving as a church to live the love of God out and to share the word of God, the good news. So I want to tell you today, the greatest commandment that Jesus ever gave is to love. And we do not have to feel love for everyone because some people may be very difficult to feel love for. But we're still commanded to act in loving ways towards them. And love is the lifeblood of the kingdom of God. And it is the purpose of the church. Live love. And listen to what Jesus told his disciples. And this is the night before he died. This is John 15, beginning at verse 12. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves, because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now, you are my friends, since I told you everything the Father told me. You see, in the kingdom of God, love is what matters. It doesn't matter how much theology you know, or how much wisdom you claim to have. If you don't love the person beside you right now, nothing else matters. Notice this is a command, which means that love is not a, a matter of emotion, but of volition. It is a choice. It is a decision. And Jesus chose you to love. Jesus doesn't ever command us to feel something, but he does command us to do something. And he picked you and commands you to love. Now, I'd like you to think about a time in your life when, when you were picked. It, it could be anything. Uh, I, th I think about uh, marriage and uh, who, who does the picking there and all that. Uh, 
it, it was interesting for Colette and I. Uh, we met at the very beginning of her freshman year in college. I was a sophomore, and I was in student leadership, so I was back on campus early when the freshmen came in for orientation. And so really, on the, the very first Sunday night, it was Sunday night after church, uh, we met, and it was at a Dairy Queen. I've always had a special place in my heart for Dairy Queen, a special place in my stomach, too. But uh, we were at Dairy Queen, and they had these little stools there, and I was sitting on one stool, and Colette was sitting two stools over, and, and um, she had a Mickey Mouse watch, and I had a Mickey Mouse watch at the time. And she slid over and said, hey, you have a Mickey Mouse watch. And, and when she slid over, uh, that led to her picking me, and, and then she waited for me to pick her back. Uh, and, and, and we did. We chose each other. Uh, so that was a good thing. That worked out good. And, and even now, she says uh, that she was the lucky one. Uh, I, I think I was the lucky one, too. I, I remember as a, as a youth pastor, uh, I, I had a couple that was helping us in, in youth ministry, and I was out visiting one day, and they had some kids from the youth group that were working on their farm. And there were three or four guys that were working out in the fields, and they had one girl who was helping around the house. Well, this girl that was helping around the house, I won't tell you her name, but uh, she was, was checking these guys out that were part of the youth group and that she had known a little bit. Uh, it was a big youth group. And, and so she, she said, yeah, I think that Derek's going to be my boyfriend for the summer. And I'm, I looked at her, and I thought, What? Um, okay, and, and I thought, you know, Derek's out in the field. I don't know what he's thinking about this. But man, within a week, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. She had worked it out, and so she picked him, and she knew that that's what needed to happen. I think about uh, marriage and relationships like that. And some of those last a lifetime, some not not as long, and and yet... In that moment, when we're making that pick, do we, do we think about that? Well, when Jesus picks you to be a part of his team, his family, he means for it to be more than a lifetime, eternally. You know, I, I think about, you know, uh, being picked for a job. You go through interviews, you do that kind of stuff, and uh, Colette and I had gone to college together, and we were planning to graduate and then... Uh, get teaching jobs someplace, and we had thought about, wouldn't it be nice to be at a church that, that needed a youth pastor that couldn't afford one, but we would go and just be volunteers there and work in that community. That was just kind of our idea. Well, I graduated, and I did some substitute teaching, uh, and I worked with the youth at College Church in Nampa, and I just had a great time doing that. It was fun, and, and Colette was finishing up uh, her schooling, and then uh, she was getting ready to graduate uh, in the spring, late spring, and, and I got a call from the pastor who had married us, uh, who was from her home church, and he asked me if I would come and work for the summer in the junior high ministry. They, they had a youth pastor, but they wanted to build up their junior high ministry, and so so I talked with him. We went back and forth. He met with us. And, and, and sure, I, I said, I'll do that. And, and by the time I got there that summer and working through 
the summer they offered me a full-time job and I, I continued on. I was still looking for a teaching job at that point in that area because Colette had graduated. But this is, this is where I was led and it was because this pastor picked me to become a part of that staff. And, and it was interesting because I remember later talking with him about the will of God, how do we know the will of God in our life? And, and we had a guest speaker talk about that, and they said, well, it's really not where you're at, it's, it's who you are. That's what matters. Not even what you do, but who you are in Christ. And uh, this pastor uh, told me, he said, you know, God's will can be worked on in our lives through other people making decisions that affect us. And he was the one that picked me to be a part of that staff. And I, I was there on staff for uh, 11 years uh, with that pastor. And, you know, it, it turned out that that led me into the ministry, becoming a, a youth pastor and then an associate pastor and then a, a lead pastor. I, I think about other times. What about you? Were you ever picked for a team? It could be a debate team, but I think about sports teams most. I remember the first time I went out for Little League baseball. And I tell you, Little League changed my life. That first year, though, it was horrible. <laughs> I had never played Little League before, and so we went to tryouts, and, and I got picked for the majors. And that's because I was 11, and it was 11 and 12-year-olds, and you had to have so many 11-year-olds, even though you wanted mostly 12-year-olds, and, and, but I got picked to be in the majors, you know? But it was horrible. Uh, I never got to play. Uh, it was a terrible year. The next year, I was cut from that same team, and it was the best thing for me ever. I got cut, and I was on, I don't know, the miners or, the, or the, the farm team, they called it. And I played every game, and I, I batted fourth. And I just was a part of that team in such a different way. My first year's experience with Lily was horrible. My next one was great. And I also met Brad and Chris. And meeting Brad and Chris led me to meeting Jesus. And that changed my life. I have Little League to thank for that. And really, that time I didn't get picked, and that was the best thing. Hey, I got this thing in the mail. It says this, you've been selected. These days, it is important to get great value for what you purchase. That is why we are pleased to inform you that you have been selected to enjoy the exceptional benefits that come from the American Express Preferred Rewards Gold Card Membership. Woo, wow, I, I just felt special, you know. A lot of times, you know, know this, that, that God wants you to enjoy the exceptional benefits of being a part of his team, his team, the church. But we do not, pick God so as so many people think. We, it's not we're deciding that, okay, I'm going to give God a chance. No, God picks you to be on his team. And he even gives you the position to play. And he trains you and helps you. So I want to just take you into the next 
portion of this same scripture from John 15. This is verse 16 and 17. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says this, You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. You see, if you're on Jesus' team, you, you want what Jesus wants, you, what's best for the team, and you can ask for that. And then Jesus says this, this is my command, love each other. And God is saying that to us today. I choose you. I love you. I want you on my team. I want you for my friend. I will love you so that you can learn to love others the way that I love you. So be my friend. You did not pick me. I picked you. So uh, when we join Jesus' team, we have a job to do. And, and we must learn to love each other sacrificially just as Jesus loved us. And he loved us enough to give his very life for us. We will probably not have to die for someone. But we do lay down our lives. We lay down our stuff. We lay down our agenda. We lay down our, our time. And, and we give it to someone else. We lay down our life and, and practice sacrificial love in, in, in these other ways. There are things that we can do, like, like really taking the time to listen to someone, of taking time from your schedule to help someone, to, to encourage someone. Uh, when, when we give, we are giving a part of ourselves to other people. It could be financially, it could be time, could be energy, it, it just could be a relationship. We're taking the time to invest in things that God would have us do. Taking time to pray for someone. So we don't have to feel love for everyone. Some people will be difficult to love. But love them, we must. And some people may even take advantage of you. You, you. you do want to pray and make sure that God wants you to do these things. But most of the time, it's a time to step out and do what God wants you to do, to love. So how, do, how does Jesus train us? How, how does he coach us? Uh, if we're going to be on his team, he wants to coach us how to do well and be successful. So really... It is this idea of close friendship that we need to get a hold of. So what kind of a relationship do you have with Jesus? Do you see yourself as a reluctant servant, that he, he's kind of the boss and the master, and you just have to do whatever he tells you to do, and, and you may not like it, but you, I'm going to do it anyway? Or you know, Is that the kind of a relationship that, that you want to have with Jesus? I think there's a lot of people who have that kind. It's not very fun. 
or do you want to have an intimate relationship, an intimate friendship with Jesus so that it's like when you're with your friend, you're doing things together, and even though they may be chores, there's, there's just a, a joy in doing them because you're doing them together. So are you ready to follow his still, small voice and jump to whatever tasks he asks of you? You know, I, I've heard from friends, even recent days, you know, I, I kind of felt like I should do this. And so I probed them and said, well, what did you do? What, what did you feel like God wanted you to do? And, well, I, I should have gone over and spent some time with them. You know, it's, it's so interesting. Hindsight helps us do that. But how, how good is it when we really listen, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and, and, we, and we do it? I, I'm, I'm never sorry for those promptings that I've followed. And, and he wants others to experience his love. And so, do you know what God wants you to do? Are you ready to follow that small voice, that still small voice? Uh, call people. Visit them. Take somebody out to lunch and just love them. You don't have to just talk about Jesus all the time. Just let his love begin to flow through you. That's the best evangelism anyway. So, Here's three things that, that we can do. First thing is to know why God picked you for his team. I want you to know God loves you, and he wants you on his team. And, and he's the team coach, and, and he's the one who trains you. And that's what the purpose of the church is, for us to meet together and to be trained, to be uh, a winning team. And he wants others to experience his love. He wants you to invite friends to be on this team and to know who he is. So know this. First of all, number one, I'm on God's team. You're on God's team. We're all on God's team when, when he picks us. So know that you are on the team. Number two, do what your coach commands. Now, God wants you to love him. And he wants you to, to love him so much and, and, you, and to love him so well that his love for you back overflows from your life and others are the recipient of that. He wants his team, the church, to win. To win at loving people whom the world has tossed aside. You know, the church has to be the place of love. And if, if people see the church as a place of judgment, that is not what God wants. God eventually will judge all, but right now our job is to love people so that they won't face that kind of judgment. Our job is not to judge them, but to love them. And so no. I'm on God's team, and love wins people to his team. He uses us to love, to win people to his team. Number three, do you know how God thinks? Do you know how your friend Jesus thinks? Jesus thinks as you, 
as you become a Christian, as you begin to follow him as a friend, not as a subject, not as a slave, a servant. Certainly those concepts are there. We, we enter into those kind of relationships, but it's really the friendship that Jesus wants you to get. He's your coach, but he's also your friend. He wants you to be familiar with what he has heard from his father. So I guess in this kind of a metaphor, God the Father is the owner of the team, and Jesus is the coach, and we're the players. Well, we all those relationships working together make for a good team, a solid team, a winning team. And Jesus wants you to know God's will, and he wants you to do it well. And the purpose of the Holy Spirit comes into our lives as we become a Christian in order to help us know God's will and have the strength to do God's will. But know this, you are not alone. Teams work best when they work together. So know that God picked you and that he wants to train you. And if you'll follow his commands, you will naturally grow to be more and more of a team player. And then you'll be able to know the thoughts of Jesus and to do them. So God is saying this to you. I choose you. And I command you to love. Let's pray together. Oh, precious Lord, thank you for inviting us to be a part of your team, your family. And you adopted us right in to your family that we could be a part of what you want to accomplish in the world. Lord, help us to know that we are loved and that our purpose is to love others. Lord, there may be some here hearing this today that do not feel that love, and maybe they feel like they've been hurt by the church. Lord, I just pray that they would find a good church, a church that would love them with the love of the Lord. And Lord, that we may win some to you because your spirit is the one who is coaching us and moving us into that kind of relationship that you want from us. You pick each of us to be on your team. Help us to join and do our part for the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.